are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Well, today, I do want to speak on a bit on Mother's Day, on mothers anyway. You know, uh, just for a little history, um, Mother's Day was first celebrated in 1908 when Anne Jarvis, or Gervais, however you want to pronounce it, held a memorial for her mother at St. Andrew's Methodist Church in Grafton, West Virginia. Her mother, Anne Rivas Jarvis, or Gervais, was a peace activist who cared for wounded soldiers on both sides of the American Civil War. Anna wanted to honor her mother by continuing the work that she had started and to set aside a day to honor all mothers because this is what she believed. She believed that they were the one person who has done more for you than anyone else in the world. In 1914, Woodrow Wilson signed a proclamation designating Mother's Day to be held on the second Sunday in May as a national holiday to honor mothers. Well, glory to God, would you say that your mother has done more for you than anybody in the world? (laughs) Well, she gave you life. Now, maybe some of your mothers, you know, not all of us had maybe most excellent nurturing mothers. Maybe they made some mistakes, but let's not hold that against them. Amen? Glory to God, I'll tell you, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. That's a pretty straightforward statement, isn't it? So we want to honor our mothers. Amen? Honor means... Respect, high esteem, admiration, value. Honor means respect, high esteem, admiration, and value. And, uh, you know, if it's one thing that we're kind of lacking in the world today, it's honor. Wow. I'll tell you, uh, we, we, our generation does not know, this, this generation's coming up now, does not know how to honor. The majority of them don't. I don't know if you agree with me on that or not, but I'm telling you, there's a few signs around that's going to start, you know, that shows that. I mean, let's face it. um, Not keeping your word. What's that? I mean, how many people in the world now will say, I'll be there at 10, if they're not there to 1030? Well, that doesn't seem like much, does it? But that is the very bad seed of dishonor. Right there, right off the bat. Because you have not put your honored your word. See? You see how it starts to go? How about, how about you honor the elders in the community instead of laughing at them? How about you honor them? How about you understand that they paid a great price so that you can be where you're at today? How about the effort that they put in for you so that you can live in the, in the, in the luxury that you live today? What about honoring those people? We never really thought about that too much, did we? How about we just honor our fellow man? You see how honor is slipping away in our generation, in this generation now? How about we just, whatever happened to the fact of just opening a door for a lady? Whatever happened about that? What about letting somebody else go before you? You see how this is all to do with honor? You see, in our society, it's all about push and shove. It's all about, I got to get there first. 
I mean, I'm most important, right? You see how honor is being taken away? How about when a, the Bible says that a man should swear on to his own hurt? That means if you've said something, you will do it even if it hurts you. It's most important that you keep your word. Because, you know, if a man can't, if you can't, if a man can't keep his word, he's not really a man. You see? See, this, you might think this is old school way of thinking, but no, this is actually biblical way of thinking. And as we go on, you're going to find out what the word has to say. Honor is an important thing. That's why it's most important that you honor your mother. I mean, if your mother asks you to do something, how about we just honor her and do it? Boy, it's quiet in this place. I'm kind of I'm wondering if we didn't just strike a little bit of a nerve in our lives. Are we seeing it? I mean, if you watch television, which you all do, how much honor do you see on television? Back when I was a kid, there was a guy by the name of John Wayne. Now, some of you don't even know who John Wayne is. But I'll tell you, that man, he showed honor. He wouldn't lie. See, what about, what, what about lying? Is that honor? Mm-mm. That is not even honoring God's word. Is it? Thou shalt not bear false witness. That means you shall not lie. Because lying creates bad seed. Lying, lying causes problems. Lying brings deceit. Amen? You see, brothers and sisters, we're still, we, what we're doing is we are reaping the fruit from the seed sown in the 60s. We are. I, you know, I grew up in the 60s and 70s. Now, some of you are, haven't did that, but I'll tell you, during that time, it was a time of rebellion. That's what it was all about. The music, the drugs, everything was all about rebellion. Don't tell me what to do. I am free. I'll live my life like, like, like I want to live it, which is a bad attitude to have because you'll get yourself in trouble. You see, you're not smart enough to live your life by yourself. I said you're not smart enough to be able to live your own life by yourself without instruction. You will fall into a ditch. I can guarantee it. That's why the word of God has been given to us. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, if you can't say amen, just shout out my oh, 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 me, me. Praise the Lord. You see, some of this stuff needs to come out in our society because, and it needs, you know what, the, the, here, here's the nasty thing about it. This is actually working its way in the church. Dishonor, disrespect is working its way in this, into the church. Has anybody seen any of it? You'll sign up for something. You won't show up. Now, who did you dishonor? Did you dishonor the person that you signed up for? Or did you dishonor God? I think it goes deep. Hmm. 
Praise the Lord. First Samuel 15.23 tells us about rebellion. It says, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. This is what the Bible has to say. Don't, don't come down on me on this now. Amplified version. For rebellion is as serious as the sin of divination, fortune telling, and disobedience is as serious as false religion and idolatry. See, that's the kind of category we get into when we decide that we're going to rebel like we did in the 60s. When we're going to do things our way and forget about the ways of God. When we rebel against him. When we rebel. When you rebel against your mother, do you realize that this is the very same thing you're doing? That's right. You see, back in my day when I was growing up, I did some of this. I rebelled against my parents. And I was proud of it. Wow, what a, what a foolish life to live. There's nothing, there's nothing more dumb. That's what I did. And I think there's a few of you in here could actually bear witness with that. You've done the very same thing. Well, all hope is not lost. Thank the Lord for repentance. Thank the Lord that we can go before him and ask for repentance. Even if your mother's not around now, maybe she went on to be to heaven. Maybe she went somewhere, whatever. She's not around. You have a hard time going to see her. You can still, God knows your heart. There's no condemnation here. You can go before the Lord and you, he knows your heart and you can ask forgiveness and you can be forgiven. Amen. If you have a mother and you have done things to her that aren't in line with the word of God, I suggest maybe if the Lord moves on your heart that you go and talk to her and ask for her forgiveness. And just say, Mom, you know what? I learned from the word of God that I'm to honor and respect you. And you know what? Even if I don't feel like it, I am going to honor you and respect you because I believe in the word of God. I believe in the word of truth. And I will stand on that and then I will see the blessings of God come in our lives. Hallelujah. We're talking about honor here. You know, other nations, they honor in a greater fashion. See, we've kind of, in North America, we've kind of gotten off of this. But other nations don't do that. There's a lot of other nations that they put their parents very high on the pedestal and consider them very important. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let's make sure we do that with our mothers. 2 Timothy 3.1 says... This know also that in the last day perilous times shall come. Perilous times. For men shall be lovers of their own self. Hmm. Wow, are we starting to describe something in our nation now, eh? Lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, not paying attention to the word of God at all. They blaspheme the word of God. Disobedient to parents, the Bible says here. Unthankful unholy. Man, if there's ever been a time when the imaginations of people have led to unholiness, it is now. Sure it is. Sure it is. Deuteronomy 5.16 says this. Honor thy father and mother, which, or as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. 
that thy days may pr be prolonged and that it might go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Praise the Lord. Children, Ephesians 6, 1 to 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Now we're into the New Testament here. This is what? Letters written to who? What, what, what's, what's Ephesians written to? Who's, who's, who's it written to? Is it written to Old Testament members? No, no. It's written to the church. This is a letter written to the church. That means you're, you're part of the church. That means this letter is written directly to you. It's written directly to me. Amen? Praise the Lord. It says, honor thy father and mother, which is what we're talking about today. Bring in honor to that mother of yours. Amen? To your father, too, of course. This isn't his day. His day's coming up. This is your mother's day. Amen? That it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Here's the amplified version. This is good. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That is acceptable. That is, accept their guidance and discipline as his representatives. Whose representative would that be? God. Your parents are representatives from God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. For this is right. For obedience teaches wisdom and self-discipline, honor, esteem, value as precious your father and your mother. That means you've got a jewel in your family. You've got a precious stone that you need to value. That's your mother. And be respectful to them. This is the first commandment with a promise so that it might be well with you and that you may live, uh, that you might have a long life on the earth. Praise the Lord. So here is something that's very important to your longevity. I know that might seem a little selfish if you were thinking you were going to serve your mother just for longevity, but something to, <laughs> something to perceive. You want to live long? Get it right with your folks. You want to have it go good on this earth for you? Get it right with your folks. Some of you are looking at me pretty, pretty sideways here. Some of you even got your mouth open, all this, you know. I just done that. But hey, this is the truth. Uh, I mean, why should we ignore the truth of God? Isn't that what gets us in the problems? This is what, this is what uh, the Word of God is all about. You know, it, 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 sometimes it comes, and, and sometimes we talk about, uh, you know, the blessings. Sometimes we talk about, uh, you know, we talk about prosperity and health and wholeness. Well, that's good. That's in the Bible, too. But sometimes we have to talk about, oops, where we're making a mistake. So that the health and prosperity can come. So that the health and prosperity can come. Mm -hmm. Amen. Do you think that we can go crossways to the Word of God all the time and be blessed? Did, did you, are, are you actually that ignorant? Am I actually that ignorant? You know what ignorance means, right? It doesn't mean you're a hillbilly. What it means is you don't have knowledge. You have no knowledge. What, what did the Bible say? The Bible says that my people perish because of a lack of knowledge. Well, we want knowledge. We want to, and when we get the truth, what, what's required of us? What does James say? Uh, the Bible says that when you get the truth, when you hear the truth, that you don't only 
listen to it and put it in your memory bank, but that you actually act upon that word, because if you don't act upon it, if you're not a doer of the word, you can actually deceive yourself. Praise the Lord. Let's be doers of the word. Amen. Now, my second point. My first point was to honor your father and mother. The second point is, mothers, this is to you now. The first point was to all of us. But I'm going to direct some things to you now. Mothers, sow seed in your children. Sow seed in your children. Be involved in their lives. Sow seed. Teach your children to honor God's word. I'll tell you, make this a priority. Put it first place in your family, the word of God. The best seed that you will ever sow is the word of God. You know, as you've got your little trowel there today and you've got your little bit of seed, yeah, yeah. When you take that out and plant that, what's that seed going to do? That seed is going to go in a good, if you put it in good ground and it gets watered, that seed will grow and it will bring forth a beautiful flower. Well, when you take the word of God and treat it just like a seed and you get it in the hearts of your children and that word goes into good ground and that word is watered and cared for, it will bring forth beauty. It will bring forth fruit. Amen. And the word of God says, hereby is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So when you teach your children the word of God and they bear forth fruit, God in heaven is honored. He is glorified. You see how all this gets connected? If we miss one step, it's not good. If we forget, if we forget to honor, it's not good. If we forget the word of God, it's not good. Amen? And today, to be honest with you, there's so many things going on in our lives that uh, if we don't prioritize, we can quite easily leave out the word of God. Do you know it's not natural in the flesh to go into the Bible and study it and discipline yourself? That's not natural. You've got to work at it because everything around you will seem more important. Have you ever been there? Have you ever sat down to read the Bible and everything else starts to kind of, kind of draw you away from that? Do you think that is just a coincidence? Or do you think maybe there's an enemy trying to work in your life to take you away from the word of God? You see, the devil, he's, he's not too smart, but he's smart enough to know this, that if he can keep you out of the word, he's got you licked. He's got you beat. Now, you can cry grace all you want. Grace is good. Praise God for grace. Thank you for grace. I thank God for the grace that's upon me. But I'll tell you, if you're just going to live the life of grace and think you can do anything you want... And it have no comp, uh, no, 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 you know, nothing, nothing happens because of it. Nothing negative happens because of it. You can just do anything you want. Not pay attention to the word of God. You are deceived. You are deceived. The Bible is our gateway to hope. Amen. 
I'll tell you. Without the word of God, we're finished. We're just fooling ourselves. We're just a nice group of people coming here all dressed up, looking good, trying to fellowship with one another. But if we ain't got the word of God, we got nothing. Praise the Lord. Sometimes it comes easy. Sometimes it comes hard on us, doesn't it? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that we are to teach them to love. Amen? Let's go over to Matthew. I, you won't, uh, this isn't written in, our, uh, in your notes there, but uh, the Lord just kind of added this afterwards, and I want to be, you know, it's most important that we follow his leading, right? Not just because I got it written on a piece of paper. Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Jesus said here, on 34, we'll start in 34. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him, questioning, tempting him, and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these, the Bible says here, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Brothers and sisters, if we can get into love, where we love each other and we, we actually love our neighbor as ourself, we will fulfill all the commandments. Everything hangs on those two commandments. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Let go of God's love the rod will fall and everything will slide off the end. Let go of the loving your neighbor part, the rod will drop and everything will slide off. See, it's like a curtain rod. Everything hangs on those. All the commandments hang on that, that you would love the Lord your God and you would love your neighbor. Teach your children this. Now, I'll tell you, this is something that's contradictory to our way of thinking nowadays. We are not taught to love people. We are taught to watch out for number one. We were taught that if that guy slaps you, you slap him back. That's the way we're taught. Put on any TV program, and I don't think any, very few of them are ever going to say, you know what, because that guy slapped me, I'm going to love on him and hug him and just give him the, you know, just, I just love that man, just bless him, Father. No, no. If the guy shoots at him, he's going to shoot back. If he's going to punch him, he's going to punch back. What, what is this? This is in direct disobedience to the word of God. And the Bible says that if you will operate in love, your joy will be full. Yes, John 13, 34 will talk about that. It talks about, Jesus talks about loving, ourself, loving our, each other, our brethren. And he said, if you'll do that, my joy that's in me, Jesus said, will be in you. Do you want the joy of God in you? Nehemiah says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. You see how all this is kind of connected together? You see how this whole thing about us honoring God and putting him before everything else, do you see how this creates an atmosphere for the church of the living God to be blessed and not only to be blessed, to be a blessing? This is what we're called for, brothers and sisters. We are called to make a difference. God didn't set us in Coal Lake so that we could just get fat and rich and, 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 and you know, just look after ourselves. 
as a little bless me club. No, no, he gave us a specific duty here. He's given us this city. Now, are we going to go out and make a difference, taking what we know to be right and do what we know to be right? Or are we going to forget about that? I mean, the choice is ours. Once again, if you think you can just walk through life and never do anything the Lord calls us to do, if we, if we, can, just, you know, if we can just do what we want all the time and never pay attention to the Lord, our Lord, who is the commander-in-chief of the church. He's the head of the church. We are the many members. If we figure we can just do that and never pay attention to his instruction, we're fooling ourselves. We want to want, what we want to do is what? We want to enter into his rest. We want to be said, we want this word, these words spoken over us. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. That's what we want to hear. But are we going to hear that if we do everything else? That we just do everything we want? After all, I'm free. I can do what I want. See, I've lived a free life, that. Free. That's not free. That's that rebellious life. You think that's free? I got myself in more trouble than you could shake a stick at. If it wasn't for the grace of God working in my life, back then, I'd be a dead man. I've been through accidents. I've been through all kinds of silly things because I didn't pay attention. I just wanted to be free and do it the way I wanted. After all, I am who I am. I'm my own man. I'll be who I want. Nobody's going to tell me. But where did it lead me? I had nothing. I just, you know... The Bible says that if you won't pay attention to God, you'll have a hole in your pocket. And you know what? All your money is just going to fall out. You know, you get out there and start drinking and doing all kinds of silly things and, and, and doing drugs, and, and you know, which, let's face it, that happens in the church too. Don't, don't fool yourself. Don't, don't sit there and think that we're all so perfect and holy that there's nobody in the church that ever does drugs or drinks and gets loaded. Come on. Let's wake up. But you do those kind of things, and the Satan will have you wrecking your car. He'll have you, he'll have you doing this and doing that. He'll have, you, he'll have you flirting around with some guy's wife. Oh, that can't happen in the church, can it? You see, what we need here is we need a positive force in our lives, brothers and sisters. That positive force. You know, you put a mask on, they put, positive, they put air in it to create a positive force to keep out the poison. They pressurize it. They put a positive force on that mask to keep out the poison. Well, we need that positive force in our life. That positive force is the force of the word of God. Without that force pushing on us, showing us, giving us guidance and instruction, you know what we'll do? We'll let the poison get in. We'll let the poison get in. And it won't be long. We'll start making mistakes. We'll start dishonoring God. It won't be long. And then our life goes into turmoil, and then and then we cry out. But why don't we get wise before we have to cry out? Why don't we live godly lives before we have to cry out? Why don't we live a repentant life before the, 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 the terrible stuff comes upon us? Why don't we do that? Why don't we get wise? Why don't we do what the Bible says? It's the word of God. It instructs us. It gives us clear, plain instruction because God loves us and he wants us to honor him so that he can honor us. Amen? In fact, 
Look at this. Go over to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 2.30. This is what the Bible has to say about this. Wherefore, the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that my house and the house of my, thy father. He's talking to Eli here. Now, you know about Eli. Eli, he was a priest. And you know he had a couple of sons. And you know his sons were doing terrible things. Like, I mean, they were, they were stealing money. They were sleeping with the ladies in the congregation. They were doing all kinds of things. And Eli would not bring them into judgment. He just let it slide. And this was terrible in the sight of God. And he was upset. So he sends Samuel. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me, I sh they, uh, me shall be lightly esteemed. The last portion of that in the Amplified says, far be it from me, for those who honor me, I will honor, and those who despise me. What, you mean if you don't honor God, you despise him? Hmm. Well, that's a little different, isn't it? Those who despise me will be insignificant and contemptible. Wow. That's a pretty heavy word put down on people who dishonor God. I, I don't know about you, but I want the Lord to bless me. I want him to, to I, I, you know what I'd like to be? I'd like to be like, well, I'd like to be like Stephen. I, I'd like to be that when, 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 when I give my life, if I have to give my life, or that because I'm giving my life continually to God, and I can do better. But because of that, God from heaven is watching. And you know what? The Bible says that for Stephen, when he was stoned, you know what happened? If you read the Bible, you'll find out that Jesus stood up when he was being stoned. Jesus, sitting at the right hand of the Father, stood up to honor Stephen when he was being stoned for the gospel's sake. You see how God honors those who pay attention to him and get into his word and preach his word and proclaim his truth and act upon his word and honor his word above everything? Above everything, honor the word of God. Above everything. That means you honor God's word before you honor, you honor your good times. You see, what you think is good times. See, the Bible says that sin has pleasure for a season. Now, I've been out there, and I've, I've tasted those good times, what you think is good times. Probably a lot deeper than most of you. But I'll tell you what they did is they yielded bad seed. They yielded bad fruit. They did. And it's only by the grace of God that he worked in my life and brought people across my path to share his love with me. Then I needed to make a decision. One day I was sitting on my chair. I'd been in, uh, in a mess, a lot of things. I was sitting on my chair, and I was just pondering on the words that somebody had shared with me. And I'd, I, I was thinking about the time when I was born again, which was a July 11th, 1961, which was a Tuesday. And I was sitting there thinking, and the Lord spoke to me and said, John, you know. Now, I didn't hear an audible voice. spoke to my spirit and said, John, you know that joy that you have that's in you? 
that joy that I gave you when, when you received me as, as, as a Savior? I said, yes, Lord, I, I know that joy, yes. I, I said, Lord, that's been, my, that's been my, my foundation all through the tough times. All through the, all through the tough times, that was, my, that, was, that was my foundation. He says, you know, son, if you continue living the way you're living, there's no way that that joy, that there's, no, there's no guarantee that that joy will remain. Scared me. Just got me right down in the center of my spirit. I said, that's it. I'm done. I just left it all. Just started serving God. People made fun of me. I even went home one time, opened my little sunroof of my car, stuck my little radio, uh, remote radio up top there, uh, uh, device, put on my microphone and went out and started telling, trying to tell people about the Lord in my hometown. Because Jesus said, go back to your hometown and tell God what good things he's done. Well, I took that literally. I went back to my hometown, stuck my speaker on the roof and said, glory to God. Look at what Jesus did for me. Now, I, I didn't have more than about 15 words to say, but I'll tell you that day something happened. I'll tell you. If we'll just listen to God, things will happen. Good things will happen in our lives. Something broke. Something broke in my side, inside. Fear. He was establishing something in me. He was saying, you need to let go of fear. And I'll tell you, you want to stand up in front of a, it was a sports day, which was the big event in our little hometown. And the Lord made a nice little spot for me to park my car and to preach my word. Amen. Glory to God. My little few, uh, little testimony there. But I'll tell you, praise God. You see, so we just, just honor him, honor the Lord. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> that was a good time. It was a scary time, but it was a good time. <laughs> Let's go over to the book of Luke because I want to talk to you a little bit about the Word of God. And this may shock us a little bit. Luke chapter 8. And it came to pass afterwards that he went throughout every city and village preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God and the twelve were with him. And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod Stewart, Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. Now here we got a picture of a whole, uh, the, the, the 12 disciples, plus a lot of ladies. The Bible says there was quite a lot of ladies. And they were coming along, and they were ministering to Jesus of their substance. In other words, they weren't just looking to get blessed. They wanted to be a blessing. They were honoring the Lord. And they had, they were getting something. They were getting some truths. And it was changing their heart. And it was, it was directing them. And they were, they were excited. And it was like when you were first born again. And you got the truth of God in you. And you wanted to share it with everybody. You wanted to be a part. You said nothing is more greater than God. So these people, these women, they walked out. And let, who says they didn't have businesses? Who says they weren't working at places? Who says they weren't doing things? But they counted the word of God so special that they decided to follow after Jesus and to minister to him of his substance. Now remember that. These are women that were getting something. And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake a parable. Now Jesus, here he's speaking to a lot of people now. People have come from all over. These women are still there. These disciples are still there. And a sower went out to sow a seed. And he sowed. And some fell by the wayside. And it was trodden down. And the fowls of air devoured it. And some fell upon the rock. And as soon as it sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up uh, with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground and sprang up and bare a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now here's a message to the church. 
He that hath ears, let him hear. Do we have ears in this place to hear the word of God? We do. Say with me, I have ears to hear the word of God. Oh, that's a little weak. Let's go a little stronger. I have ears to hear the word of God because that's important. Jesus has said, whoever has ears out there, listen, get it inside you. Pay attention. Those by the wayside, oh, uh, let's, forgive me, we'll go, along, we'll go on to nine here. And his disciples asked him, saying, what might these parable be? And he said, unto you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. So we want to be those ones that see and understand. Amen? Praise the Lord, we do. Now Jesus goes on, or well, first of all, the, the, the disciples says, now, the parable is this. This is Jesus speaking now. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Didn't we just talk about that? The seed is the word of God. The greatest seed we were talking about, remember? Okay? Those by the wayside are they that hear, and when the devil, that cometh the devil, and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. And they which fell among the thorns are they which, when they have heard, go forth, and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and bring forth no fruit. Wow, I think we kind of got into our part of the, into our part of the parable. We, born again believers, received the word of God, got it in our hearts, got born again, got filled with the Holy Ghost. Oops, but we got seated among some thorns. Has it happened to us? Has it happened that we got seated among some thorns and thus cares and riches and deceitfulness of life got in there and grew up around us, and what happened? Kind of choked it. See, we've all been there. We've all been there. We've all been to this place where, the, where we've gotten so uh, distracted from the things of God that we have allowed other things to come in and to choke us, and we have no time for Jesus. We got no time. Come on. I've been there. I have been there several times, brothers and sisters. But you don't have to stay there. You do not have to stay there. You make your mind up today that no, I am not going to be planted among thorns and I am not going to allow anything to grow up around me and to choke the word of the living God in my life, I stand for the truth of God's word and I will let it do its work in my life and I will be that blessing. Amen? Because here, let's go on. Look at this. But that on the good ground are they, what's the good ground? With an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Interesting fact here, four groups of people, only one received anything. One out of four. That's what the Word of God says. That's what the Word of God says. 
four groups of individuals, and only one got it. I think we've got to pay attention, don't you? Because I don't know about you, but I want to be in that one. I want to be, be the one with it. See, now here, mothers, teach your children to have a good and an honest heart. Teach your children to have a good and honest heart. And if you will teach them to honor God and honor his word, that heart will be good and it will be honest. And what happened? We read, Jesus said it, not me. It's written in red. Come on, it's written in red. Jesus said that if your heart is good and honest and the word of God gets planted in that good and honest heart, it's going to grow up and it's going to bear fruit. Praise God. And that's what it's all about. That's where we want to be. You see, you see, we don't have to stay where we were. We don't have to stay where we were. We can be those vessels of honor that God has called us to be. I guess the onus is on us then. You know, all the time, we may have thought it was God that was doing this wrong. But maybe, could it have been, could it have been that maybe we just weren't obeying the truth of God's word? Could it be that maybe we weren't paying attention to the word of God and some things grew up around us and we got ourselves into trouble? Something to think of. Selah. (laughs) Which means ponder on that for a while. Think on it. Amen? Meditate on it. Because if it is, let's change. Let's change. Let's turn. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. You can start smiling. It's okay. You're free. You, 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 can, you, can, you, can, you can let it come. You can be thankful. Let, let, let what's in your heart rise up. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. God is so good. He loves us. Amen. So mothers, you've got such an awesome task. You've got an awesome task. But the Lord will help you. He will help you to be the mothers that he's called you to be. You're not on your own. You don't have to try doing it on your own. You just rest in the things of God. Get into the word of God. Get before the Lord and ask him, how can I instruct my children in align with your word? And you know what? God said he would not withhold his wisdom from you. If any man were to lack wisdom, he were to ask and God were to give him liberally. And that just doesn't mean male gender, ladies. Amen? You can go to God for wisdom also, for sure, and he'll give it. There certainly will be a difference. There will be a difference in our families if we'll teach the word of God and if we'll honor our mothers. Amen? Praise the Lord. You get anything today? God working in your heart today? You know, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to just open the altar up, you know, and uh, if, if, if the Lord's been speaking to your heart, I mean, it's the Holy Spirit that's speaking, it ain't me. 
I mean, I, I got things to say, sure, but he can show you things that are completely different than what I'm actually saying, just completely, you know. He can go outside on a, on a rabbit trail for you, specifically for you, and show you something that you need to deal with, and that's good. So I want to make sure I give you opportunity today to come here and to kneel and to, you know, spend some time with the Lord. Also, our prayer team will be coming up, and we would like to give you opportunity to come if you want us to pray with you for any specific reason that we could do that, and we could agree together, see some victories in your life, see the enemy destroyed in your life. Amen? And if, um, if the Lord's been talking to you about how you've been treating your mother, just, if, she's, if she can be around or you can call her or whatever, just call her and tell her you love her and, and that you ask for forgiveness for maybe doing things that weren't quite right. Amen? My mother went to be with Jesus. She was 98 years old. And uh, she was very influential in my life. She would speak the word of God. When I'd get out of line, she'd, she'd break out in tongues. I'll tell you that used to just stop me in my tracks. I never, I never understood that until later, until I got baptized with the Holy Ghost in 1983. I didn't really understand it when mom would break out in tongues. Why, well, I'd just more or less stand on my tracks and just stand there. Well, now I understand. I'll tell you, she was an Irish lady who was ahead of her time. She believed the word of God, and she believed that she could stand on it. I'll tell you, she believed so much that when my mom and dad were married, the dad, of course, was, he was newly saved, and, and you know, I mean, trying to do what's right, I would imagine, right? But um, some people wanted to come over and party. My mother drove them out. I'll tell you. Now, I don't know about you, but that's not an easy thing to do. I've been at parties. It's pretty tough for a mother to come down now and say, you guys get out of here. We're not having liquor in our house. We're not having people standing around here getting all loaded in our house. See, back then, that was a, that was a, a nasty thing to have happen when you were believing God for honor in your home. And, the, and, and, and ungodly men were going to come over and celebrate in the wrong fashion. Honor your mothers. Amen? Praise you, Father. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.